Hello and welcome to Carers Link Podcast. This is the show for carers in Eastern Bartonshire, providing you with up-to-date information and news. I'm John and I'll be your host today. Thank you for joining us in the second of this series of podcasts. And also welcome back to those who listened to our first one. And it's safe to say, Katie, that we had some good feedback from the last one. Yes, John, we did. We had a number of people who told us they'd enjoyed listening to us chatting about what was going on. And we even had someone who asked us how she could subscribe so she could make sure she hears any future podcast series. So we will update everybody at the end of this podcast and let you know how you can do that. That's great, Katie. And uh, today we're going to be talking about money and specifically how Carelink goes about raising out all our funds that provides the services, that enables us to provide services for carers across Eastern Bartonshire. And uh, you caught up with uh, Christine, who is our fundraiser. I did, yep. I had a quick chat with Christine to find out about her and about her role within Carers Link um, and about what things she's been up to over the past few months and also what's planned for the future and how people can get involved. That sounds great, Katie. It was. So welcome, Christine, to our podcast. Um, it's really good to have you here and have the chance to have a chat with you about what you're doing and what Carers Link's doing in terms of its, its fundraising. So how's your day going? It's going well, thank you. Good. Right. What I wanted first is to give our listeners just a bit of an idea of you and what your role is within Carers Link. So how long have you been, been working with Carers Link? Um, I started with Carers Link in February of this year. So and I was just thinking you're, you're our first ever fundraising manager as well, aren't you? Yes, there was no predecessor. So that was fun and interesting. <laughs> and how's it been? It's been good. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of a career change for me as well, so it was brand new, um, but I've really enjoyed it, really enjoyed the challenge and feel that I'm now, towards the end of the year, feel that I'm now kind of settling in to the, the team and the organisation and stuff. So what attracted you to, to apply for the post then? What made you think about your career change? Um, I'd done voluntary charity work before um, and I kind of wanted just to kind of take that one step further, so... I was also looking for something that was a better fit um, around my family life and things like that as well. So um, I saw this and uh, it just seemed to tick all my boxes. So I was really delighted when I, when I got the start. So what actually is your role as fundraising manager? What kind of things do you do? Okay. Um, people generally think that fundraising is walking about with a bucket. <laughs> so just to clarify, that's not all that I do, but I do do that. Um, so funding can come in all different kind of streams. Um You've got your kind of applications and your grants and your trusts and stuff like that. And then you've got to kind of generate income through fundraising events. So there's a lot of organisation that goes on and there's donations that we rely really heavily upon as well. Um, as well as we're kind of statutory funding from council. So my job can be kind of juggling a mixture of all of that um, and trying to come up with fundraising ideas that I think might take and get a lot of people involved. So it's very varied, which mm -hmm. makes the job really, really good. So what kind of things have you, you said you don't do, oh, it's not all about collecting buckets, but you, yeah. I know you have done some collecting buckets. So what, yeah. what was that about? Um, around about October, I think it was, we got some of the young carers involved, which was really nice because I hadn't really met them before. So we went to our local Tesco in Mogai and um, we kind of set up shop there in the foyer and we were raising money for young carers. So just through bucket collection alone, um, and it was fab. I think we raised nearly three hundred pounds just on a Sunday afternoon. So 
school, that was really worthwhile and it was really nice to meet some of the youngsters as well. Yeah, and I think to get them involved in, in raising funds for us as well because a lot of them are quite passionate about the support that, that Carers Link gives them. So I think it's really good to give them a chance to take that into a practical activity as well. Yeah, absolutely uh-huh. agree. Um, they're all super keen um, and it was nice for people to see, you know, on the front line who who the money's actually going to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're so involved in groups and activities and days out and stuff like that. So it was nice for them to know that some of those things can't happen unless people actually dig into their pockets. So it was really, really worthwhile. Yeah, and I think a lot of people assume that, that Carers Link gets all our money from the council or the mm-hmm. government, and, yeah. and that's not the case. I mean, mm-hmm. but do you know what kind of proportion we get in terms of council funding? It's it's we get quite a lot that we get hundreds of thousands yeah, from them. We do, but um, there's still a lot more needed. Yeah, there is. Um, you know, it does account for quite a lot of money. Um, you know, you're talking hundreds of thousands of pounds, but then you have to equate what our charity needs to run successfully and provide all the services that we offer. So, um, unfortunately, funding is almost at a kind of standstill just now. You know, it's not increasing. Um, if anything, it's decreasing. So that's where I'm trying to help build up the shortfall um, by doing other kind of various fundraising activities and trying to apply out with the kind of the, the mainstream funding stream. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's difficult when people just assume that we're funded and um, anything we do is just extra, but it's actually for the maintaining of essential services. Yeah. I mean, I've worked with you on on applying for for funding from grants for yeah. from trusts and things like that. So I know how difficult that can be. So you know, I think it's really important. The more we can raise in other ways, and also, well, what what's your views about a, a, applying for funding from trusts and things like that? Well, as you know, we've just recovered from doing one just now, so um, it takes a, a a mega team effort, and um, I couldn't have done it without you. And it was just, you know, it's quite time consuming. Um, the work that goes into that and then there's always a chance that you just are not successful and you know that that's you can be you can feel really gutted about it Mm -hmm. so and you don't want to cast your net too wide when it comes to you know applying for funding either because quite often they're very very project specific um and if what you're trying to do isn't of interest to the funder then you're almost you know fighting a losing battle from the beginning so you have to kind of be really quite um, specific in what you're looking for and you don't want to um, take on too many projects that aren't viable mm-hmm. or that mean that staff are overwhelmed so you have to really kind of prioritise what your service areas are yeah it's very definitely a balance yeah so we've talked about the council the, the statutory funding and we've yep. talked about the the trusts and all that kind of funding so mm-hmm. what's left is what well, in many ways is the more fun bits of yeah. it. so it's the fun, it's the fun in fundraising yes the fun <laughs> in fundraising the fun the fun events that so so what kind of things have you been up to over the past year we've had quite a few things going on yeah um, one of the kind of main things was we had our walk in the summertime. Um, so there was a lot of build up and expectation around that because there'd been a really successful one a few years ago. Um, so I kind of tried to ride off the back of that and tie it in with the Kirk and Talk Canal Festival. So that was that was fairly good, um, despite the big puddles and stuff like that on the day. But the walkers were fab um, and we couldn't have done it without them and the staff from Carers Link that helped out. Um, and then we had our zip slide over the River Clyde event as well, which was superb. We had um, six all women, um, I don't know what that means, um, who decided they were brave enough to zip slide over the Clyde, including my mum. <laughs> so I was really quite proud of her. And we had Heather, of course, from Carers Link. So 
that was great and that was that raised way more money than the walk did when mm-hmm. you can when you compare the amount of people that participated so that was really interesting in, in terms of learning for me as well um then we did i mentioned before we had our bucket collection in tesco with young carers we had a presence at the bearest animal guy highland games for the first time as well um and even there's kind of low-key activities that you know um people can do on our behalf you know things like bake sales or you know bringing by all that kind of stuff so there's lots of ones that kind of go under the radar but they're all very, very important in terms of a, a donation point of view. And the other things that we've had a couple of, we had the the co-op were, were raising funds for yeah. us. Yep. Um, and there was another one as well, the Waitrose and the Green Tokens. Yep, we, Waitrose was really generous to us this year. Um, we had donations from the Green Tokens from Byers Road and the Mogai um, branch as well. So, you know, um, that was really, really generous. And we have also, um, yep, we got the, the money from the, the community fund from the co-op which was almost nearly three thousand pounds um and we're fortunate again to to be in the running for that again for 2020 so very very fortunate and we're part of the co-op membership scheme as well and you know some people maybe don't know about that but you for a pound you can become a co-op member and then a percentage of your shop goes back to carers link so it's, it's small yeah. things like that that really do add up it is. It's, yep. it's, that's a way people can can raise funds without actually spending any money themselves. Well, yeah. other than buying their shopping, which yeah, they would be, be buying doing anyway. anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's one one event that we still need to talk about, and mm-hmm. we did mention it in our last podcast. We talked about the firewalk. Yeah. So do you want to give us a bit more information? And I think we've got more details about how it's running and all that kind of stuff now. Yeah, I think it's um, it's the process is now going to finalise. So I think it's absolutely fine to talk about that. So. We're going to do our first ever firewalk, which I'm so excited about. Um, and we're going to run that in collaboration with Celtic Fire, who's a professional um, service there who are offering firewalks. And Mugdock Country Park are going to host our firework for us. So that relationship there is, I'm so excited about that. And the staff that I've met are so on board. Um, some even want to participate, which is brilliant. So that's happening on the 7th of February next year. And it's a Friday evening. So around about four, um, kicking off and the firewalk should begin roughly about half six, seven. So the there is some staff who are doing it and they have been no pressure at all. There's been no peer pressure to do this. None whatsoever, I can guarantee. <laughs> no, I've never <laughs> twisted your arm. Um, so yeah, I think there's about five carers link people, including myself. Um, it's almost like a kind of bucket list thing for me. I'm really quite excited to do it. And we're looking for more people to sign up. So the Eventbrite um, ticket will go live on the 30th of December and we've, we've got a just given presence and we can check out our social media posts as well. So so what would they need to do if they want to take part? What what does someone need to do on the 30th, obviously? When on the 30th, yeah. Okay. So when it goes live, um, the best way to kind of double check that that's actually happened will be through Carers Link, Facebook, um, Instagram or Twitter channels. And you will see an Eventbrite link and it's called Crossing Hot Coals for Carers. So I like a bit of alliteration. So we're going for that. And once that's live, you can sign up and get your tickets. Um, Tickets are roughly about £25. And that includes a nice soup and sandwich buffet, courtesy of the Stables Tea Room in Mugduck. So everyone is really becoming involved. It seems like a real community kind of effort Mm -hmm. for the fundraiser. Um, So we've got a kind of capacity. So it will be first come, first served. And I'm hoping that some people are thinking, what am I going to do in 2020? 
Oh, there we go. Let's walk through some fire. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, we we had Una from Celtic Fire came to talk to us at our AGM and there were a few questions asked, uh, a few concerns that people raised. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure we can put some of those to, to rest. I mean, the, the main one was, won't my feet get burned? I know, that's always the biggest question, isn't it? And it's the one that people just assume that your feet are going to be on fire. Um, and it's so misleading because I think Una had quoted that it's the fire will just gently kiss your feet and you will not be set alight whatsoever. Um, Una McFarlane of Celtic Fire has been doing this, um, I think, for almost 15 years and she's never had a serious burn to contend with in all that time. Um, I think because we are obviously well placed in Scotland that the, the ground prior to walking on the embers is going to be wet and damp so you're getting a coating on your feet first and then you, you trot off and the distance isn't that long um, but it's enough to, to feel challenged and empowered as you do it and then again you're going back onto the, the wet damp um, grass. Yeah because that was another question we had was how how far you know yeah. how mobile did you have to be yeah. to, to, to do the walk and well, what I love about it is it's really quite inclusive. Um, when you other events, you know, like the walking, sometimes people can't walk the four miles or the 13 miles that we did before or the zip slide thing was just out with people's limitations. But um, the fire walk, there's options available if you wanted to walk it as a pair. Um, if couples wanted to do it together, that would be absolutely fine. Um, and Una has also said that don't let walking aids put you off, that they can be accommodated as well. So... Um, again, no pressure, but you know, <laughs> no excuses. No, no excuses either. So, yeah, I really do like the inclusive nature of it. So, I'm hoping that will maybe make some people, you know, really feel quite positive about it. Yeah. So, we'll we'll look forward to the the launch and 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 the start yeah. of the new year. Yeah. And there, are, that's obviously our our main thing that we're doing for fundraising next year. But there are lots of other ways that people can get involved if they want to help us out. Aren't there? There's you can yeah. tell us a few. Absolutely. Um. I mean, there's some of the things that you probably do every day and don't even realise that you could potentially be helping us out. So um, Carers Link are signed up to Amazon Smile and Easy Fundraising. So when you're doing some shopping, um, it's always good to maybe just think about us beforehand. Um, there's also the Green Token campaigns that we've benefited from this year. So again, we're always looking for a nomination. Um, there's there's other supermarkets available. Not you know We don't want to just target the same ones over and over again. Um, another good thing to mention is that we are launching Carers 100 Club. Um, so that is essentially, hopefully, going ahead at some point next year. Um, you know, there'll be more on our social media channels about that, but that's another kind of fundraising method that people can get involved in. So... Um, I think there's obviously worth mentioning as well that when people are doing sponsored events for us and they're raising sponsor money, um, if you're working in one of the organisations that do match giving, um, we received a very generous match donation um, from someone who was one of our walkers um, from their place of work. So that can really supplement our sponsorship. So there's all these different things that you can do that perhaps you, you maybe weren't aware of. Yeah, and there's there's one one other thing I was I'm just thinking of. We've had mm -hmm. we've had two small legacies this year, and they were our first legacies. So yeah. if someone wants to make a donation to to Carers Carers Link, then what's what's the best way to go about that? Yeah, well, we were having a chat about that through the course of the year as well. Um, so on the website now there will be a section, and it's called Other Ways to Give, and it is thinking about you know leaving a legacy and and what that legacy can do for carers. Um, 
young carers and, and carers of all ages. So the first point of contact there would be maybe to have a look on our website. Mm -hmm. um, but we are hoping to kind of launch the idea of legacies and, and memoriam given next year as well, especially when we come up to events such as like Will Week or Remember a Charity Week. Um, we're hopefully going to kind of drive that forward and take away some of the negative stigma about it as well, um, that it can be a really important thing to do that can, I mean, it's the clues and the, the name, you know, it's a legacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So it's great. That's lots of, lots of information which yeah. people can take in. And, and as, as Christine said, you know, you can always go and look on our website and if you're un unsure and you, if you need to contact us, then feel free to do that. So thank you very much, Christine, for that very interesting chat. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. And that's it for my, my chat with Christine. That was a great interview, Katie. Thanks very much. And, uh, I'm always very impressed with all the different ways that people can raise money uh, and and take part in the various activities. And uh, the fireworks sounds very interesting and very fun, if not a bit scary, although I kind of fancy that. So I think I'll do that. What about you, Katie? Are you up for that? No, John, I, I have to admit that's not something that I'm inspired to do. And I genuinely have discovered that I have a clash of dates on that, on that the 7th of February. I am already doing something. I think we all believe you there. Anyway, so if you're, anyone out there is interested in, in taking part in the firework or, or is interested in any of the topics that we've covered so far, then uh, feel free to contact uh, Christine in the office. Um, best way is probably by, by email. Uh, our email address is christine at careslink.org.uk. Anyway, Katie, talking about suggestions and feedback. Yep, yep. We always are really interested to hear the feedback and suggestions. So feedback on how you think the podcasts have gone and suggestions also for topics for the future. So things that you think you'd like to hear about, things that we could cover, people we could talk to. You may have a story yourself that you think would be really interesting to pass on to other people or an experience that you've learned from and you think other people could benefit from hearing that. Or it may be that you want to be the guest interview and take over my role. Uh, it's really interesting and you can discover how tricky it can be at times as well. So. Feedback is welcome um, and please do contact us. So you can contact us in the office um, at what's on at carerslink.org.uk um, or if you've got queries and support that you want from Carerslink, then that's not the best email to, to contact us on. We've also got inquiry at carerslink.org.uk or you can call us on 0800 975 2131. You can also keep up to date with us on our social media pages. So we've got Instagram and we've got Facebook and we occasionally Twitter, tweet, whatever the word is. Um, so if you go to Facebook and search for Keras Link Eastern Buncher, then you'll, that's where we put most of the, the up-to-date news and information that's going out. So go, you can go there and find out what's going on. And as I said, um, a number of times we mentioned the website. So that is www.keraslink.org.uk. Um, and if you go there, you can listen to our podcast as many times as you want. And also tell us how you can subscribe. Oh, I meant to tell you how to subscribe. Yes. So if you go to the website and you look on the top, there's a there's a tab there called what's on. Or if you've got a, a phone, it'll be you'll use your burger thing to get there. Um, and you go from what's on and you go to podcasts and there you'll see the podcast. And there's an option at the bottom that says subscribe. If you click on that. You'll get a number of different options um, of ways you can subscribe, either just to be reminded when we've uh, let, uh, let put a po podcast up, or you can actually subscribe through your whoever you get your podcast from, and they'll let you know um, when there's when there's a new episode available. 
Great, Katie. So I think we've reached the end of this podcast. We have and, indeed. Uh, and uh, we again, we're looking forward to hearing your suggestions and coming up with a theme for the next one. And uh, we'd just like to take this opportunity to thank Christine again for coming in and having a chat with us and also for you joining us and downloading this podcast. Until the next time, adieu.